Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This week, Magnificent Mark shows his mettle as he flies across the globe to show his respect to one he loved. And then he has a miraculous medical experience. Bob has an anniversary and thinks he can outrun fire. And ghost hunting Wade moves house and has a spicy encounter. From ordering lakes of blood to Ouija boards. Yes, it's time for I Quit, Part One. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another joyful episode of Distractable. I'm your host today because I won last time, and uh, and I, boy, did I earn it. Boy, did I really do it the hard way. Boy, am I, I, can I be honest? Mm. I'm just going to acknowledge this. Okay. Uh, this is recorded well after the next couple episodes that are going to come out. Uh, I made a horrific mistake. <laughs> I, if you're all angry that we had, didn't have episodes for, for like a week there, <laughs> I know everyone was like, oh, we have theories about why this is happening. Oh, it was actually literally my fault. I told the guys some, that I think I told them Wade was supposed to host when I was supposed to host, and we just straight up skipped an episode. Do you know how many Blame Wade tweets I got just because you put that in your hashtag? <laughs> I I honestly felt bad about that. Like, I, I did that as a throwaway. <laughs> I was like, ha, I'll say it's my fault. And then, and then everyone got really angry. You did. You literally, in the tweet, you're like, it's all my fault. And then you put, like, hashtag Blame Wade. And every comment was no, like, yeah. Wade did this? That son of a bitch? It's true. It's not. It's you would think after some after such a long time of that being a constant issue in our dynamic, people going way overboard on being rude to you and shut up, Wade, and all this stuff. You'd think I might remember that that's a problem. No, I just did that oh, without thinking, and immediately everyone was like, "All right, fuck Wade." <laughs> <laughs> I found it funny, and it helped my Twitter interactions because <laughs> those still matter, right? Yeah. Are you talking about threads? Threads? You guys want to talk about threads? Oh god, I haven't made it one. You already have one because you have an Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. You do have an ins you have an Instagram, right? I do. I don't yes. even know if I follow you. I've do you post on it? I don't know if I follow me. Do you have to follow yourself? I didn't finish the intro. No one cares. Look, I'm the host. They're the competitors. This is going to be a pretty unhinged episode because uh, it's all my fault. We've been frantically scrambling to try and get together, and we finally did. But there's so much to catch up on. As usual, before we get into the content that's very planned and scripted and well thought out, uh, we're going to do small talk. <laughs> I do have an Instagram. My last post, I'm pretty sure, was the dessert that uh, Mark never got to taste from. <laughs> In October of 2022, that's your last Instagram post. You know what? I'm yeah. throwing some rocks from my very big, very fragile glass house. I will... October 14th of 2022. Let me look. My last Instagram post was April 3rd of this year. That's my birthday! Yeah, I'm not much better. Yeah, I, I don't even think mine's that recent either. Oh no, it was my hospital post. That's right. That was on my birthday. Classic Markiplier moment. In the hospital. Banger engagement. Yeah. Hang, hang on. I'm going to get a photo of us doing this podcast. Man, that'll go on Instagram eventually, guys. Just wait. I, I looked at your phone on your screen instead of my camera. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've got uh, great uh, stuff. On, focus. This is the content everyone's here for. If you don't watch it, if you don't watch the video on Spotify, you have no idea what just happened. No, not at all. It wasn't good. 
but it was great. But yeah, anyway, it literally actually was my fault, and I could have explained that all on social media, but I chose not to. It wouldn't have been a big deal if it just hadn't happened at like the worst time for everything else that's happened. Yeah, well, it was a pretty bad, unfortunate time. Mark was in the hospital twice since the last time we recorded. Yeah, what do we even <laughs> I, talk about? I don't know. Let's just catch up on what the hell happened and how's everyone doing? So it started out on my birthday, right? We were doing ooh, some ooh, pickup ooh, shots ooh. for Iron Lung. Um, so I was working on my birthday already. Uh, and it just so happened, you know, in, in Iron Lung, there's some blood. So, uh, also side note, we might have the world record for most blood in a horror I movie. I saw that. That's kind of impressive. I need to do some calculations, but I'm almost pretty sure we have it. That's because cr- there's some horror movies that like the blood. So that's I crazy. know. Yeah. And there's a, there's a nebulous quote out there that says like the new evil dead used 50,000 gallons of blood. And I'm not one to, like, really call out anyone <laughs> on weirdly big round numbers. A jillion gallons of blood. We are a jillion. But uh, if you if you know, I looked this up before. I got to look it up again. Um, like, how, mu- how many gallons in a tanker truck? So, you know, those milk trucks or gas trucks that like. It's like 10,000, 10, 20,000. I don't know. It's 11,000 gallons hmm. in a tanker truck that big. The reason I know quantities of blood and how much space they take up is because we had to order a metric fuck ton of blood for the movie. So I know how much space it takes up. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference between taking food coloring and putting it in water and calling mm. that blood sure. and ordering actual, like, viscous blood. Human blood. Real blood. Which apparently you can order cow's blood. <laughs> if you want Ooh. to know that. I looked into that as an option. I'm going to guess that that's not good to get on or in you so much as the synthetic stuff, though. Yeah. Our careers have us on some FBI lists with the shit we've searched. I swear to God, yeah. So I... it's it's like, <laughs> I, I would love for that other movie to have used 50,000 gallons, but that is such a strange round number with no evidence behind it. Uh, and even that, with that quantity, we're, we might be really close to that number, and I'm doing the calculations to get there, but it's like, goddamn, uh, yeah, the, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> when you get into that quantity, it's just, like, astonishing. Anyway, so I was, uh, you know, we were using blood, um, and some blood got in my eye. That's not good. Um, so what it did is it died my eyes red it literally just like like that's why it was so vibrantly red it wasn't just like my blood vessels in my eyes it was literally i got i got blood in my eye and it dyed it red that's what that was and i went to the doctor doctor said you're fine it'll go away in a few days give me like an antibiotic to squeeze in my eye just as a precaution and i thought everything was totally good right and then i like i'm on the way home literally when i get back home i get a call from my mom that's, uh, my mom tells me that my grandma is not doing well. My grandma in Korea is like my last grandparent left. Uh, and I said to my mom immediately, okay, let's get a flight. Let's get out there. And she's like, well, I don't know. I got to take care of the dogs. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Go put the dogs like in, in some, uh, care center, like immediately the next day, let's buy like next day flights out. Um, so we got them. It was like, I got the call on Thursday. My birthday was on Wednesday, got the call Thursday, and then it's like I booked tickets for Saturday to go internationally to Korea. Um, And on Friday, I got a call from my mom at five that my grandma had passed away. And it's like, holy shit, like, 
number one, I'm glad I, I urged the tickets faster. But number two, it was like, oh my God, I'm going to Korea tomorrow. So I had to get everything like lined up. That's why, yeah, that's the real reason like Distractable like, wasn't there, just in case people wanted to know. It's not not Wade's fault. It's not Bob's fault. It's my, my grandma's fault. That's who it is. We have episodes, though. <laughs> it is my fault. Like, I, that's very nice of you to take that. That's a real thing that happened that prevented us from recording this exact episode. But we have, like, other episodes after this. We would have been fine. Okay, let me take the moral high ground here, guys. It is not your fault, Mark. It's not your grandma's fault. Bob, it is not your fault. It's both your fa- your faults. <laughs> How is it your fault? No, it's not my fault at all, and I refuse to take blame for it. Yeah, he's taking the moral high ground. The high ground. <laughs> he's on the high ground because it's not his fault. So it's me and Bob's fault and not my grandma's fault. Is that what you're saying? Okay, oh. I understand. Okay, good. Well, I don't want to blame your grandma. I feel like that's some karma <laughs> I don't need. Oh, so oh, no. I'll let you pass uh, the buck on that one. <laughs> <all right. laughs> it's, it's one of those things where like I, I am actually okay with it now, and I'm like, I'm not trying to poke fun at it is like people lose grandparents and it's not a good time uh my 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 grandma uh she had she had not been well for a while she, i think she had alzheimer's and you know she was in a in a good care but obviously like this this was a long time coming still hurts just as much to lose because it's my last grandparent and um going there was a surreal experience so i didn't sleep at all during the flight and i get we land and we get a call up family and they're like are you, are you gonna pick us up and they're like no 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 we're at the funeral home. Get a taxi to come over here. And I'm coming off of like 24 hours of no sleep. Like, what? Okay, that's what it is. And so like, it's emotional. I get there and like, we arrive. It's eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. They, ha- I, I, oh, and I lost my suitcase. My suitcase got rerouted to Alaska. Jeez. So like, I was going there with just a backpack, no clothes. He's flying to a peninsula. Oh, which one? I don't care. I don't, whatever. <laughs> Send it to Alaska. That's probably the same. Yeah, so I, I had nothing. I walk off the plane and I'm like, everyone's else going to get their luggage. And I'm just standing next to it like, mm, I wish. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? You got clothes in there? I don't. And I had like my my suit in there. And, and so I, I I brought everything, you know, and my toiletries and whatnot and so i get to the funeral home the equivalent of a funeral home in in korea obviously culturally different and thankfully they had a suit what ready for me right then and there um so i'm like great okay i put the suit on and we immediately go into like the ceremonies they had already gotten started and so we're in korean culture and my family is predominantly buddhist uh so or like leaning towards buddhism um, and so it, it's set up in a different way. There's shrines and there's incense and there's bowing. And this is where the, the strange thing is for me, because I'm half Korean, but obviously I grew up in America. I don't know a lot of the cultural traditions. I know some of them. I've been to Buddhist temples and I've been there to honor my grandfather, stuff like that. But I get there and I'm there and I am the eldest of the children. I am the mm. eldest male child. I'm the eldest of all the children. That sounds like a meaningful role. It is, apparently. Uh, so suddenly I lead all of the, oh, the, no. the things. I lead them. <laughs> I have to lead them. And I'm delirious from sleep. And it's okay because at first it's like, okay, it's it's the lighting of the incense. It's the pouring of the alcohol. It's like the, the honoring three times. You bow three times. And it's like, that's that's part of it. Um, I just go first and that's that's totally fine. Um, so we get through all that. It's like an hour and a half of doing that. And then we're it, part of the funeral home is also like a restaurant because it's like it's about like honoring and then eating and Korean culture food is extremely important. 
Okay, I thought you meant like people were in there like at the restaurant <laughs> while you're having the funeral in the other half. You're you're in like the McDonald's play place funeral part and there's people over having their their dinner in the other part. Sorry, I didn't specify well enough. It's like an area, it's like a cafeteria, not a restaurant. You hear the ding and it's like another family comes in for cheeseburgers while you guys are crying. The a guy half. wanders directly into the middle of your ceremony and is like, the bathroom? I thought the bathroom... <laughs> No, okay, sorry, sorry everybody. I'm gonna go poop now. It was like 11 o'clock at night and we're all hanging out and you know, it's emotional talking to my cousin Hyungbae, all my cousins, and they have friends there and family, extended family is there. Like a lot, a lot of people I haven't seen before cause it's like extended family. And my family over there is huge. Like I, I have like six aunts and then like so, or five aunts and then so many cousins all over the place. Um, but predominantly it's like the direct family. But we're there at 11, we talk until like midnight and I'm, I'm so delirious and so I ask, Kyungbae in Broken Korean, like, hey, when do you think we're going to go to bed? And he's like, bed? And he's like, yeah, when do you think we're going to go to bed? And he's like, no bed. No, no. Uh, no, we, and he gets my cousin Huyung, who knows English a lot better, is like, and then speaks to him in Korean. Uh, but I, I know a lot more Korean than I did. And I heard some words like, vigil. You know, you know, a vigil. So uh. they're holding the vigil, which is saying, stay up all night and make sure the incense doesn't go out kind of thing, which I'm laughing right now because it's like at the time I was like, I can't possibly have heard that correctly. Because you survived. You can laugh about it now. Yeah, because I couldn't possibly have heard this because so I, I hadn't slept for about 36 hours at this point. Damn. So I was like, no. Just go stay for another 12 hours. And I was I was so down for it. You know, I was like, for my grandma, I'm down for it. Yeah. I'm okay. Like this, this is to honor her life, make sure the incense doesn't go out, to guide her soul into the afterlife. Like that's what it's all about. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm doing it. I can do it. Give me some coffee. They got tons of the Korean mixed coffee. It's great. But then my mom comes in and I'm like, I think I'm going to stay here. And she goes, no, as loud as she can, like just <laughs> screaming in the middle of the cafeteria. You're going to go to the house. You're going to go to bed. And I'm like, what? I mean, I want to stay here. Like, no. And then, you know, my, my cousin's is also like, no, he's the eldest son. He's got to stay here. He's got to do this. And then my mom's just like, no, shut up. Shut up. You're going to bed. And I'm like, yes, mom. And so I go to bed. I go back home and I go to bed. <laughs> Which honestly, thank, thank goodness, because I was literally not even knowing my own name at that point, because it was just like, it's like you wake up in a fever dream and you're just like in a different country and you're just suddenly bowing in front of a portrait of your grandma. And it's like it's lighting incense and you wave three times and you bow two and a half times, not three, two and a half. It's just like it was a very surreal experience. And then the next day I discovered I had an ear infection. What the hell? So some of that blood, it didn't just get in my eyes, it got in my ears. Oh, good lord. But I forgot about the ear part. Um, so I wake up and I'm leading the whole thing because I got to carry the portrait. Um, and I, you got to put gloves on for that. You got to carry it a specific way from the bottom. All this, like, I did not know. And all the while, my ears are just exploding. Like, there's more pain is, like, jabbing into my ears. Like, someone has Ew. two nails and they're just digging around in there. Oh, and you flew with that, too. Yeah, so I think the pressure definitely forced some of the blood down further, um, which made it worse. Uh, and this is where I discovered the glory that is the Korean medical system. Ooh. So we get done with all the rest of the ceremonies. We bury, we go to the crematorium, we bury the ashes, we do more ceremonies, and then it's over about four o'clock. And they're like, okay, the doctor's call, the, the hospital, they call it Pyongwon, like it's actually hospital, um, it closes at... Six. So we are like, okay, we got to get over there. I get there at five, right? I don't have like access to their their single payer system, mm -hmm. so I have to pay the exorbitant fee of 
fifty dollars uh, to get full comprehensive treatment to get inside the door to get everything. So I get in there at five at five oh five. I am being seen by an ear, nose and throat specialist. There is a camera in my ear at five oh six looking at the blood in there. I walk out the door from the ear, nose, and throat specialist. You know, the guy you'd have to wait like two days. You'd see three months after your initial. Yeah, no, sure. The third person you see because they take you to like something else to get x-rays. I first. swear yeah. we walked in there and, and my cousin was like, oh, no, I give him my passport. And like I'm American citizen. And they're like, OK, we're going to go up to the fifth floor. It's like, OK, I don't know why. Oh, because that's where the ear, nose, and throat department is. And you go and walk in and it's like, I didn't know. I thought it was like rooms. Like it, it was a bunch of small rooms, like, you know, a hospital room. You go and you sit on the table and you wait. No, open the door. And there's like a full ear, nose and throat setup. A doctor waiting there, typing on a computer. And he's like, yeah, please sit down. Shoves a can in my ear right away. Walk out of there 515 with a prescription. Walk downstairs to the pharmacy where we walk in at five, like 17. And they fill my prescription in two minutes. What? Four different medications in two minutes. It's, this is the part that sounds like a fever dream to me. It was stunning. You know it takes at least three hours to put pills in a vial. So I don't know a lot about your family or where they live, but they don't. this is not like a some gigantic in the heart of the city medical complex where there's like hundreds and thousands of staff members. This is just like a normal doctor facility out near like where your family Yeah, my lives. family lives in Pochon, so they live n about an hour out of Seoul. It's not a small city, but it's on the smaller side. It's kind of like suburban almost. Yeah, it's it's like it has suburbs and then its own downtown. It's probably like a 50 to 100,000 people kind of city. But so this is not some like sprawling medical center where this just this is just the doctor's office in the city. One city block. It's like, a, you know, in Cincinnati, you go to the medical plaza. That's what this is. And I'm I'm in and out with my medication, my diagnosis. My the doctor treated me as well. Also cleaned out my ears, gave me eardrops in 20 minutes for $50. So how much money did you spend in total? $50 for the doctor. What were your prescriptions? Plus 20 for the prescription. $20. You spent 70 bucks to see a specialist and get four prescriptions filled in under an hour you were in and out? Under half an hour. That's the most insane shit I've ever heard. Like, what the hell? And you have to go call in your prescription and wait either two hours or till the next day I, to get the I know, and just all my escapades with CVS, like, blow my mind And at this, this is point. no coverage, right? This is, you have zero coverage in this country. Yeah, oh yeah, this is without insurance. This is uninsured, this is just paying the premium for whatever they charge you is. In America, that's thousands of dollars. I, yeah. And weeks. And like eight doctors, and then, yeah, no. At least two. At the very minimum, you probably are seeing at least one person before you see a specialist. You're going to an urgent care or something. It was just so efficient, too. I was not the only person in there. In the waiting room, there was like maybe like seven or eight. If I go into an emergency room, and I've been to a few, and there's seven to eight people there, I know I'm waiting two hours. Yeah, you're in for hours. We yeah. took, early on with the baby, he had kind of a fever one night, and so we were like panicky parents and took him to the ER. There were three or four people ahead of us. We were at the ER for six hours. And he saw the doctor for 20 minutes because the doctor looked at him and was like, ah, he's fine. And then we left. <sighs> and that cost us more than you paid there. I know. I think we spent $1,600 for an ear infection for Molly at an ER. 
and the doctor spent all of three minutes with her after we waited an hour and a half to see him. I feel like we're focusing on uh, the part that is least personal and important in the bigger picture. This is all not to discount how how the ceremony and everything. Of course, right, right. Yeah, it sounds like a nice way to honor, uh, you know, a person's mm-hmm. life. But man, that medical stuff blows my mind. It, it's, it's unbelievable. I know, right? Hell. I know. I also just, I'm imagining, I don't know if you even had to explain it. I love the idea of you kind of speaking Korean, but not having the language maybe to tell a Korean doctor like, yeah, the blood in there is fake blood from like a movie set. Oh, he spoke English. Oh, he just spoke perfect English. It was <laughs> yeah, fine. So you didn't. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Change the story. Come Change on. the story. Well, it's like he did look at my ear and goes like what the fuck is it? he didn't say that, but he said the Korean equivalent of the jelly like it's like it's like jelly in there. It's like it really was. And I just like it's it was stunning. Like every every part of that. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We go back to you know, like you know my my family's house over there, and we eat. We eat. That's the other part of the ceremony. It's just we eat until we pass out, and we did. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing quite well. It was great to have that closure. I'm glad we could be there. I saw some family that I haven't seen for a very long time, and just like yeah, it's never good losing a family member. But it's like you know, with this, I I actually do like the way the the, the Korean ceremonies were. It was extremely like honoring of the memory, and everyone was there, and everyone was able to get their emotions out and get their closure. And, you know, it was just like, it was just very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I just liked it a lot. 
Yeah, well, I'm glad you're able to make it too, despite two hospitalizations and everything. And having to go back, I mean, the whole reason you were even in Texas was to reshoot some stuff, right? So it was like... Yeah, yeah, we got everything we need. Extra task on top of all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was more pickup shots than anything. We didn't reshoot anything. It was just like some extra stuff we knew we needed. I mean, so what, you saw the doctor on like Sunday evening basically or something i got there sunday so they went on monday oh, okay yeah. okay so all of that was within like f five five or six days basically yeah yeah usually we record these episodes and it's like a couple like a week or two ahead this is like when you hear this this will have been within a week and we are currently sitting within like 10 days of your birthday almost happy birthday me! happy birthday yeah and happy anniversary bob hope you had a less exciting uh time. we went out to lunch yeah. And Wade, happy that future horrifying event that's going to occur. Thanks, man. Well, that was really good small talk. Uh, I guess I don't really have much to add. Yeah, what's new with you, what's new with you Wade? What kind of match that? <laughs> Mark gets points for such yes, a... Such a dynamic life he leads. That That's deserving of so many points. We moved into the new house, which the next few episodes won't have been in. <laughs> so <laughs> they won't have will be in. Wait for the quality to go up next time. We had company come stay with us for a week, three days after we moved in. Uh, we got new computers. We got a generator installed. So 4th of July, I went over to my mom's and we like my family came over and we had like a little get together for 4th of July. And we had a weird event where we were sitting around talking and one of my like mom and sister's dogs went and like was chewing on, they grow like their own like herbs and vegetables and stuff in their backyard. And the dog went and like started chewing on one of those. And like mid sentence, like we were talking to my mom and my sister, my mom just starts yelling, jalapeno, jalapeno, jalapeno. And we're like, okay. We were talking about like cameras, mom. What the hell? What just happened? And she's like, well, it's hot. I was like, Excuse me? It's what we yell to the dogs to get them to stop eating stuff they're not supposed to because jalapenos are hot. And I was like, you trained them on the jalapeno, a four-syllable word to tell them to stop or hot? And they're like, well, no, we didn't train them. So why do you yell jalapeno? Because the dog knows jalapenos are spicy and the dogs don't like spicy food. But the dog doesn't know jalapeno. Oh. It's just as fucking shocked as we are <laughs> that my mom goes from talking calmly and normally to screaming jalapeno like she's being murdered in the backyard. We trained our dog to react to me screaming nonsense words out of nowhere very hysterically. It always works. Because <laughs> it's just so shocking. My mom would be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. You know, jalapeno, jalapeno. And um, <laughs> I thought she was being possessed by a demon because did we do an episode since I went ghost hunting? No, no. Wait, you went ghost hunting? Yeah, no, I did. I did go ghost hunting. I don't know if that video will be out yet. We're actually waiting on a cameo from a uh, expert in the field to fully edit the video. Look forward to that. But I went ghost hunting down at Bob Mackey's, which is in Newport, Kentucky. It's like a bar that uh has a history of like being owned by the mob and people being uh, interrogated in the basement and other such events. We went down there and uh, filmed some stuff and uh, nobody would do the Ouija board with me except for DLive. Everybody was afraid. Like even non-believers were like, uh, Ouija board, which I don't get it. What is so special about a Ouija? Like you'll get a spirit box. You'd be like, ghost, show yourself. Give me, pinch me. Suck my balls, ghost. <laughs> punch me, ghost. But if you touch a Ouija board, you're like, what is your name? They're like, 
Oh, don't ask that. Not on a Ouija board. <laughs> That's and the Ouija board like says fucking Parker Brothers on the bottom, so it's a goddamn kid's toy. But for some reason, it's the scariest ghost hunting device, and I don't understand it. It's because they're real, Wade. Okay, the rest of that stuff is technological goobble gobble. <sighs> Ouija boards are made of wood and like plastic and glass and whatever, and it's just real. It's just the spirits reaching out and sending you a message, okay? People are walking around with their holy water, their cameras, their EMF readers, all the other devices, and they're like, ghost, pinch me, throw a table at me, do something. And I'm like, what year were you born? They're like, oh, you fucking fool, that's a Ouija board. So we wrap up and we're coming home and I was like, hey, can you guys carry this out? I was like packing up equipment. I was like trying to get someone to carry the Ouija board. And no, no one would touch it. My sister went away with this and she was like, uh, I'm not taking that back home with me because it was their Ouija board. She's like, you can have it. So I brought the Ouija board back and now I own a Ouija board that everyone thinks is possessed by a demon. And when my mom started fucking screaming jalapeno, I was like, oh my God, they were right. She's possessed. You look over at the window and the Ouija board is pressed up against the window and the thing is just frantically pointing at Yes. The Ouija board is all yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but that was the only thing that could possibly have explained jalapeno until she was told me what the hell was going on. But ghost hunting, man, is it more expensive than I thought? And it's like four or five hours of being in a very uncomfortable building uncomfortably with not much happening. You make it sound so fun. Okay, well, you could make it fun. You don't have to sit there and be on fun. We could have. We could have pretended and shit. I think one of my friends did. I but... have a dream of us filming an episode of this in a haunted location and doing, like, you know, Cryptids Part 2 or something. But, like... I have one requirement if yeah? we do. I don't want to go to a dilapidated building or something, like, condemned or, like, sketchy. Because the bottom, <laughs> the basement of Bobby Mackey's, part of the floor, they're like, this is the gateway to hell. It was like a bootlegging tunnel that's so ill-maintained, it's, like, collapsing on itself. And they were like, don't go stand there unless you really want to. And it's like, no, I don't want a fucking broken ankle. I'm not going to stand there. I, d I don't think modern air-conditioned spaces are haunted, Wade. I think that's sort of part of the... But they could at least repair the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you could disturb the ghost, okay? If the thing is is that it's a haunted space, you don't want to do anything that's going to... Oh, that's true. Ghosts hate carpenters. <laughs> it's a known fact. That they do, that they do. Yeah, obviously. Bobby Mackey's is a bar that functions on Friday and Saturday nights. So a bunch of like people go down there and become drunken assholes. They're like, oh, the ghosts don't mind that. But they're like, oh, this floorboard's collapsing on itself. Now, we couldn't possibly touch it or the ghost might be disturbed. Are you familiar with ghost behavior? Throwing things across rooms, knocking uh, uh, things off of walls, slamming doors. Ghosts are here for shenanigans. They love drunk people. I sat under things. I was like, you can collapse this whole shelving unit on me. Throw this cue ball at me. Punch me in the dick. Bite me in the dick. Do something, <laughs> ghost. I'll regret it, but at least I'd have some evidence of something. And, well, my friends had some evidence. They claimed I've got to look through the footage and see what they got, but I got fucking nothing. Apparently, they don't like bald, middle-aged men or something. Maybe your pessimistic attitude scared him away. Yeah, maybe it's more that one. Maybe it's your non-believing. If you actually, like, were afraid of a Ouija board, they might be more into you. And your avant-garde Ouija board usage. Yeah. Maybe it's because you got a cheap Parker Brothers one and not an actual authentic. I thought that was authentic. Is there a, is there a brand of authentic Ouija board? Real Ouija boards are hand-hewn by Monsieur Ouija himself, obviously. They only come from the Ouija part of France. Yeah, everyone knows that. You were using a sparkling board.
that joke really landed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same board that we use for Drowned Man. Oh, well, then you know it works. Yeah, that's extra cursed. So you're going to burn that house down now that you moved into the new one? The Fiery Man! I don't want to be the Fiery Man. <laughs> Please don't wish that upon uh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What other disaster is funniest? What, what disaster would be funniest to befall you? The Gas Leak Man! Yeah! No, dude, I just had <laughs> propane work done. Don't wish that upon me. The Carbon Monoxide Poisoning Man! The Bad Grading Man! All the water's gonna drain right up against your foundation! Oh! Your basement's gonna be so moist! The Sinkhole Man! Ooh, that one sounds dangerous. Ooh, no. Oh, the other ones are safe? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't like any of this shit for the record. You know what's gonna be cursed is your car. You ever uh, get a car, that's where it's gonna be. Well, I've beat them to the punch. If you don't have one, they can't curse. The semi-man. The crashed man. <laughs> the crushed man. Well, that sounds violent. Oh yeah. The the fired man sounds so less violent. But you can run away from a fire if you're yeah. if you're crushed, what are you gonna do? Uncrush yourself? I don't know. Oh, yeah, all the people that have died in fires, they just didn't run fast enough. <laughs> yeah, idiots. <laughs> Obviously, you just run away from it. Fire can't be that fast. Silly, silly. Hey, speaking of houses we used to live in, uh, we sold our house during the interim there. Wow. And man... But you look so the same location. Yeah, no, we don't move for a while, but it, it's... it's Your lighting's great, though. Yeah, well, I had to take the... I had windows up here that used to be covered, and I had to take the, the covers off because we're showing the house to people, and it looks so much better this way. I could have had it this way the whole time. I'm stupid, though. Do you want to see what I've got? Unless you're outside, I think everyone knew it was going to be a wall. Fuck. You know what else that I've done that has changed my life forever? Bought a couple lights and put them right behind you and shot. I am now an Apple and Mac guy. Oh, weren't you already? Friendship with Windows is over. Aren't you on a Windows computer right now? Okay, never mind. Aren't you on a Mac Pro right now? <laughs> Didn't you literally, don't you have a quote on Steiger Dynamics website that's like a month old? It's like, I will never buy a computer from anywhere else. <laughs> You're their mascot. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Why are you an Apple man? Okay, sir, so, what happened? Why did know, this change your life? You know, I've had all those Thunderbolt problems and like... You mean how you don't understand the simplicity that is the USB universe? Sure, go on. Uh, it turns out, you know, what, what Apple is saying about how like it's really good for creative quote-unquote things. What they didn't say about that is that if, if you just use a, a Mac and you connect to your NAS, which you've been bashing your head against the wall about trying to get full speeds through your 10 gigabit, you know, local network, uh -huh. uh, and it's not getting 10 gigs down, it's not even getting close, getting 700 megs read speed on an SSD NAS, and oh, you yeah. ask yourself, why is that? But turns out if you just plug a Mac into it, it goes full speed and you don't do a thing. Wow. Turns out that the, the new ones, the processors, I could have been editing on my laptop this entire time, time and i could have done 8k raw on my laptop <laughs> really all the problems you <laughs> pretty surprising but also somehow yeah. less surprising than it, it seems like it should be so yeah so you're literally gonna edit what you're gonna edit the movie on a macbook now no i, I bought a mac studio i bought uh, a last generation one because there's delays on this one but i'm trying to schmooze my way into some good deals so uh, uh, yeah i'm a big fan of apple now
You know how they like to sponsor people and just toss stuff around. Apple needs Apple needs the exposure. Look, if there was a use case for it, because I don't know if they need uh, like people to spout out how great they are, like a Windows user converting. Because I still am going to use Windows, but it's like holy crap. My eyes were actually open because I'm like, these new processors they're making are actually good for the specific, my specific job, except for the recording part. Obviously, I need to play games and a lot of them are Windows only, but it's like for specifically the editing part of everything. Holy crap, it does work. So uh, I quit Windows. Wasn't that the name of this episode? I quit Windows. Wait, we didn't get to that, but oh, yes. Right. Nice segue, Mark. <laughs> Aha! 38 minutes into the episode. <laughs> Look, we're, we might not even talk about the topic. I do have a topic, but we just had so much to catch up on. We needed to uh, have a discussion. Technically, the topic, and I guess the title of this episode is I Quit. Because um, I was going to ask you guys if you had any funny you know, quitting stories. One of my current obsessions online is I, I read on Reddit and other, you know, where it's wherever it's posted, social media places, people's funny stories about quitting, right? Where uh. the, the the quintessential one is like, I, I scheduled time off. I'm off this weekend. You know, it's, it was just the 4th of July in the U.S., so it's like, I scheduled off so I could be with my family for two days. I scheduled this months ago, and my boss texted me the day before and was like, hey, I'm going to need you to work tomorrow. And the person, they always start the same, right? The boss says that, and the person's like, oh, I actually have scheduled time off. Uh, you approve that you know, back in April or whatever. And the boss is like, yeah, well, I'm unapproving it. So I'm going to need you to come in uh, tomorrow and the next day. Sorry, no time off. I'll be there too. So, and the person is like, well, I'm, I'm out of the state visiting family. So like, I'm not coming in. And it always escalates. I don't know what it is with, with managers, but it always escalates through like, oh, well, you're going to come in or I'm going to fire you. And then the person is just like, all right, fuck you. I quit. This is awful. I hate you so mm. much. But like, you know, that's, I love that. There's so many stories of that that's just so satisfying. And I was just curious if you guys had any like... Before we get into it, eh? if we're getting into the topic 40 minutes in, isn't this going to be like a two-hour episode? I was just going to let you each tell like one story and then end it. I only have one. <laughs> but if we only have one, then we can make, we can be really efficient about content and we can make an I Quit 2 People oh, love that. That's when true. We made weird no, too, you're right. People were so about it. Universally loved, except by all those people who didn't. I don't know who they are. They loved it, though. They loved it. So we could stop, declare a winner based on the person that said most and had the coolest, <laughs> interesting stories. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I think I've aged 30 years in the last 20 seconds. No, you know what? That's that. I'm going to stop you right there, Mark, and right. I'm going to say that's the end of the episode. Yes! We introduced the topic. We're not going to talk about it. If you want to hear about <laughs> stories about quitting, you're going to have to listen to I Quit Part 2, and uh, that's not going to be the next episode because that one already exists and it's something else. But I, right. like, I like everything that you said, Mark, except for one part, and we'll get to that. Mm. But I agree with you. We should definitely give points and decide the winner based on who said the most. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh -huh. uh, also, maybe who had the most compelling, uh, trying, and, and personally challenging time over the last you know week or so since we've really talked to each other. If there were any, I don't know, any heavy stress or any big moments, life events, things that just, it all factors in. And if you really look at it, I think there's a clear winner. You look like you're expecting something, Mark. 
I got a bad feeling all of a sudden. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, except for one thing. And despite the fact that you're the clear winner, and also you deserve it, and also I want to give it to you, because it's just like a nice gesture, and I, I you know, I, I want you to have that. Wade already hosts the next episode. Oh my god, am I getting a <laughs> fucking I have to win? So, despite the fact that, um... Wade, uh, you know, sort of was just a passenger here, and this was very much a Mark Vessel episode. I think we all know that the winner already is Wade. But they don't, because the episode is... No, okay. we, talk, we talked about that. But before I start getting hate for this win and the pity for Mark comes in, just remember who told Wade he was hosting the next episode. He's sitting in a purple fucking throne of lies. I feel like... What if I give you a delayed win, Mark? What if I, st what if I go into debt here? Wade, <laughs> Wade has to take this victory, but what if I promise you the next time I host, you win... No matter what, so you get an obligatory win. Hopefully, Wade has an absolute banger of an episode, and mm -hmm. then you win despite that, mm -hmm. and then it will really balance out. I'm taking a vacation day. Do I get that shit? No. No, oh, God damn it. Oh, sorry. I quit. Wait, that means that Mark wins I quit part two, I guess, technically. The next episode's already done. Yeah! Well, that's not the next episode, but my next hosting episode, maybe? I don't even honestly remember. This is a real... This is a real puncture to the fourth wall of the distractible universe here i gotta be honest i think that this somehow is both extremely fair and extremely unfair uh, i think it both honors my family and dishonors them hashtag blame wade hashtag blame wade everything can be summarized in one very succinct and completely if you fuckers hashtag. are going to spam me with hashtag blame wade at least reply to one of my fucking <laughs> tweets so i get the goddamn interaction for it i get so much interaction off of people being mean to you wade you know what i'm preemptively tweeting for replies to next distractible episode put your thoughts here, future Listen, watchers. Congratulations to Mark on a moral victory and a guaranteed future success. More importantly, in this moment, congratulations to Wade for me being completely incompetent and forcing you to incorrectly host the next episode, leading to a whole sequence of events that ultimately led to Distractable taking a week off. I take the blame. I know I put it on your shoulders on Twitter, Wade, but I take the blame. And I will give you the honor of winner speech, even though you really, really didn't earn it this time. I both feel like I'm being honored and dishonored by the words you're using. No, I'm pretty sure it was mostly positive, right? Give your winner speech. Come on, buddy. Don't quit on your dreams, because someone in your life might fuck up bad enough to grant you a temporary win. It's not temporary. It's just empty and hollow. It's okay, permanent. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, I'll put that tally on the empty and hollow win list. There's a lot of those. Okay, you know, <laughs> we could just not. If it wasn't both chaotic and insulting, would it really be an episode that I hosted? Isn't that my entire thing these days? That's all I got. I wish I could quit, but I will be here because I'm either contractually obligated or I'll forget about all this stuff because I have a bad memory. One of the two. Congratulations, Mark. I want you to mm. give what is what is realistically a loser speech, but what I'm going to call a future winner's speech. 
because that's what I am, a future winner. I think it's very clear where uh, Distractable as a group's morals and opinions stand, and I think that everything that we've said today, we can stand by for the rest of our lives with our heads held high and our dicks out. I applaud our efforts to stay the course in our own moral victories, which I have both that and future victories. Thank you for your time. Love you, Grandma. Well, I can't be mean to you now because that was like a sweet thing to add on there, so fuck you. (laughs) That felt mean. All right, no, you know what? Excellent speeches both. Congratulations, both current and future winners. And uh, yeah, that's what an episode. If... I wish I wasn't the host who was known for episodes that derailed so badly that they embarrassed me in the actual moment we were filming them, but what can you do? Welcome to being the asshole. I've spent 10 years in that role, Bob. Enjoy it for a week. Yeah, it's been more than a week, but I'll take it. Uh, That's the end of the episode. Make sure you get some merch. There's definitely merch restocked at this point because people have been ordering it and getting it. It's out there. Fuck, I need to get some. It's a thing. I have bought zero distractible merch. I'm not going to promise it didn't immediately go back out of stock, but if you... No, no, no. You may have had a chance. Store, is it store.distractiblepodcast.com. Yeah, <laughs> That's the place. And make sure you check out Mark at Markflyer. Wade is Lord Minion 777 or Minion 777. Then, you know, they do stuff online. I am my skirm, Bob, Mark's friend. Whatever you Google, it'll come up. That's the end. While Mark and Wade order some merch, I'm just going to say the thing. Podcast out. <laughs> <laughs>